Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week, we look at the sixth portion in the Torah, Parashat Vayetzeh. This is a portion driven by dreams and their meanings. Have you ever analyzed and pieced apart your dreams? Whenever I remember my own dreams, which is actually quite often, I do this almost always, I awoke recently and realized I'd had, I had dreamed a rather strange dream, but one that was certainly fueled by things going on in my life and in the world around me. What was interesting is as I described that dream to a coworker, it parlayed into an idea for an educational program. You never really know how powerful your dreams can be until you translate them into reality. And that's the question of the ever-famous beginning paragraph of this portion. Does Jacob's dream of the angels ascending and descending on the ladder translate to reality? Jacob is running from his angry brother Esau, and we will now see him go through a series of transcendent experiences, some short and some long and very indentured. This portion has a lot of straightforward trope throughout, so much so that I often use this portion with my students to do a basic exercise every year of chanting the Torah and the choreography that goes along with approaching the Torah during that part of the service. It will be interesting to continue to analyze and see how the trope in these entirely narrative portions of the Torah compare to later elements that outline all of the numerous and semi-laborious details of the tabernacle, or which list off mitzvot and other chukim, the laws that we find all throughout Leviticus. Being that this is a new journey for me, I look forward to seeing how all of this plays out. But back to Jacob's dream, and actually let's go to the point where Jacob wakes up at chapter 28, verse 16. I think this is one of the most magical defining moments early on in this portion, as well as it being one of the most famous things attributed to Jacob, who says, Truly the Eternal is in this place, and I did not know it. It is such a profound statement. I love what Rashi points his finger to at this moment. He quotes Midrash Bereshit Rabbah, noting that Jacob thinks, If I had known this was a holy place, then I would not have slept here. Which ultimately means that Jacob also would not have experienced this initial moment of spiritual enlightenment. Such moments often find us when we are not looking directly for them. Another Midrashic commentary from the 18th century, Panim Yafot, notes that we experience God's nearness only when we are suffused by I don't know, when we ourselves know that we do not know and do not pretend to have wisdom and insight. But lo and behold those moments where we do find enlightenment and insight, for they are moments that lift us up and bring us to new holy places. I really felt that way when I was studying at my congregation with our dynamic Torah study group this past Shabbat. The insights that led out of our discussion were phenomenal, and all of the different perspectives that were shared opened my eyes incredibly. And that's the essence of this portion as seen through Jacob's experiences and long-term struggling commitment to get what he desires. There are three tropes that I want to point out this week. The first is in the phrase in the beginning of verse 13, 
where Jacob envisions in his dream that God is standing upon this ladder with the angels ascending and descending. Amidst the more forward-flowing regular trope, the phrase, and lo, the eternal stood up above it, which is the ladder, and said. This phrase is brought out by the trope phrase of tropes known as munach, zarka, segol. The munach on the word nitzav, standing, even has a flatted note, which I always describe as jazzy. By itself, it sounds like this. Munach. It will make a little more sense when I put it into context next to the other tropes. So let me chant this verse and the verse that precedes this, verse 12 into verse 13 of chapter 28. And then you, you really will get a sense of the basicness of the chanting and then how this phrase, the Munach Zarkasa goal phrase, elevates it ever so slightly. Vayachalom sulam mutsav artsa Back to when Jacob wakes up in verse 16 which is actually later on in the story, but I mentioned it just earlier in the podcast. It is at that verse where we see the same tropes, Munach, Zarka, and Segol. Jacob has carried forth his divine experience at the moment that he wakes up. The verse reads, Waking up from his sleep, Jacob said, Here's the famous words, Truly the eternal is in this place, and I did not know. This verse sounds like this. Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnato Vayomer Achena Yeshadonai Bamakom Hazer Anohi Lo Yadati and so that Munach Zarka Segol phrase, which opens it, connects it back to that moment of divine experience that happened in the middle of Jacob's dream at verse 13. But then we move back to that forward-flowing basicness of the trope as Jacob makes this fairly strong statement, but one which is not belabored by the trope itself. The final trope that I'm going to point out is Arpazer, which I talked about last week. That was the trope that had a minimum of nine notes on the stress of the word. The first time we see this trope in this portion, though, is at the moment when Jacob first meets Rachel, a pivotal moment in this portion and in Jacob's life. It needs no more explanation. We find it at the very beginning of chapter 29, verse 10. This verse reads, when Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, with his uncle Laban's flock, Jacob went over, rolled the stone off the well's mouth, and watered his uncle Laban's flock. Now we're going to focus really just on those first few words, when Jacob saw Rachel, because that is where we find the pazer on the very first word, vayahi, and it was at this moment. It sounds like this. 
Vayehi Ka'asher Ra'ayakov Et Rachel It's a grand and majestic moment. It is the start of the next generation. It is the start of a dream that Jacob carries forward with him in reality, in real life. A dream that he will work hard for and even struggle with the challenge placed forward by him, by his father-in-law. And yet he will not ever let go of that dream. And I look forward to journeying forward together with you in this saga of the dreams of Jacob and in our exploring Torah through this lens when we are going to pick up in the story of Parshat Vayishlach next week. I also am glad for any input and discussion that you might have. Feel free to comment on the website just below the podcast, or you can tweet me at tropefulpodcast, or you can email me at tropeful at gmail.com. It is great to be creating a community of trope-minded Torah enthusiasts. And so, this has been Cantor David Reinwald, and until next week, be tropeful.